You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Process. Hey, y'all, how you doing? Welcome to The Process. The Process is always greater than what it produces. Man, this is your host, Sean Barber, 10-year NFL vet. And again, man, I got my homeboy, one of my guys, Billy Baber. Uh, man, he's a, 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 what is he, a father. He's a, a, a husband. He's a tight end. He's a business owner, entrepreneur, man of the community, mountain of a man. The list goes on and on, and he's blessed us with his presence. Well, he's been on before, so we're not going to even, when we talk about the who, the what, the where, we're going to save a small segment at the end of the show to let you know what he's doing now and to update you. But y'all already know who this man is. He's a, a mountain of knowledge. He knows everything it is about the Chiefs, and we're going to get involved right now with what's going on with the Chiefs. So, Billy Baber, man, hey, man, welcome to have you back on the show. Thank you, sir. This first segment, we're going to, like, summarize and talk a little bit about the Chiefs versus Packers uh, and go kind of get into what happened in that game, talk about some of the injuries, and then uh, maybe talk about the game they have this coming Sunday against the Bills. But in your in your estimation, in your understanding, what what, what happened at, at Lambeau Field in Green Bay against the Packers? Well, um, we started out. As I was watching the game, it seemed like every play we had somebody else getting hurt. Um, uh, the, the surface, you know, Brian Cook's injury looked like, to me, a surface injury. Uh, Tranquil just took a hit in the back of the head that, you know, sometimes you know how that goes. You get hit in the back of the head wrong. Um, and, you know, they started to mount up early. Um, I think we fell into a game where a quarterback by the name of Jordan Love, uh, who played us last time, wasn't very good when he played us the last time. And I think he remembered that. And that was his first game ever. Um, and I I believe he had a little something or another left. And he said, look, I got to let these dudes know, even though they're not in my conference, uh, even though they're not in my division, uh, my first game ever was not a good one against the Kansas City Chiefs. So he came out, he played well. Um, you know, they they did some things offensively that I haven't seen them do. They got Christian Watson back involved. He's a big key to that team. I mean, if they can continue to get him involved in the game like they have been, uh, he makes them dynamic. They got a bunch of young receivers, Wicks, uh, uh, Dobbs. Yeah, I mean, number 11. Yeah, uh, Reed. I mean, they got a whole bunch of good receivers. So, you know, uh, they're giving him a bunch of pieces at Green Bay to be successful. Uh, and they've really been waiting on Jordan Love to turn it around, and I think he did that in this game. Now, I'll be interested to see going forward um, if he can continue to play like he did in this game because he did this against a very good defense, which we know the Chiefs are very good. And, well, we talk about our defense. Obviously, uh, you talked about one of the injuries was Drew Tranquil, who was already replacing uh, Nick Bolton. So if you take a Mike linebacker and then you have a backup who's been playing, I mean, he's leading our team in tackles so far this season. And then, you know, the f- third, fourth snap of the game, he's down. And now Jack Cochran is being asked to play the Mike. Um, I think the one thing that people, maybe not even, you know, commentators, uh, when you talk about the the blitz package and pressure package and things, you have to make adjustments to the front against the run. Uh, the Packers do a great job of giving the ball to A.J. Dillon and having him run downhill. Not many negative plays. I mean, he takes a two-yard play and makes it five yards. 
he's adding two or three yards at the end of every run because he has those fire hydrant piston legs to keep on moving. And he keeps them in front of the sticks. We know as a when you have a young quarterback, you want to keep him out of third and long, second and long, um, keep him in third and shorts, second and manageable downs. And I think the Green Bay Packers did that pretty much throughout the game. And keeping the possession also kept our offense off the field, kept our, our offense out of having any kind of rhythm um, in the first quarter. Um, yeah, we, we we had four drives, two field goals, two two touchdowns, but – when we talk about four quarters of football, we're used to having, you know, 10 possessions. And not to have that, that that amount of possessions, it definitely, I think, we saw so many times during the game where the camera cuts to the sideline and our best players are on the sideline. We're, 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 we're on the sideline wondering when is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and our offense going to get the ball back to be able to go out there and even up the score or, or make things happen. And the, the Packers are just getting first down, first down, first down. Um, and then obviously some touchdowns, and we we again we put a, put ourselves in a position at the late end of the game where we could have took in the lead or tied it up, uh, but we were we were asking for hopes and prayers. Where the Packers, it seemed like they were doing what was necessary and needed, going forward on some key fourth downs, um, getting the calls made, that, you know, at the at the timely, and and actually their receivers going up. We talked about number nine making some you know two or at least one touchdown catch. And then Dobbs making a, you know, almost a hail mary in the middle of the field, um, and zero coverage, where he comes down with a ball to keep a drive going, and and both of those drives led to points, which you know those ten points was ended up being the difference of the ball game. So, um, you know, them being a young team with a young quarterback, um, I think they they are definitely uh, focusing on running the ball first. And let's like listen, we got to take our hats off and tip our hats to their head coach. He's sixteen and zero now in December. Um, so he has not lost the ball game in December wow. with that football team. So that shows you his progression of what they're doing during the season is a build-up, build-up, build-up. And then once they get to December, um, they know how to win ball games, especially at home. So um, the Green Bay Packers, uh, they played their A game. I think they caught us uh, maybe at our C-plus, B-minus. Sure. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with maybe the injuries did mount up of maybe – uh, not being able to have all the calls available on defense, all the unique exotic blitzes. Because if you're not sure about your adjustments, your alignment assignments because of the personnel who's out there, um, it, it's hard to really feel confident about calling some of those exotic blitz. Well, and you talk about the adjustments. I mean, the the play that Patrick Mahomes threw the interception with four or five minutes left in the game, yeah. that corner knew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he knew exactly – what the man beater was going to be when when they lined up in it, and he ran the route for Sky Moore. Um, that's preparation. That's understanding the game. That as now I didn't know this, but being that you know the head man is sixteen and zero, um, he's doing a good job, and he's got those guys prepared. All right. Well, let's fast forward. Obviously, uh, we're going to leave the Green Bay Packers, and we prepare ourselves now this week for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we got a Buffalo Bill team has come in, and I think many people have them already uh, out of the playoffs. They're right now the 11th seed. They're 6-6. Six and six. Uh, In front of them is Cincinnati, the Browns, uh, the Texans, uh, all 6-6. Six and six. The Texans are 7-5. and five. Um, And then obviously in their division, they have the Dolphins that are actually number one in the AFC right now at 9-3. and three. So uh, the Buffalo Bills, uh, that was the team early 
preseason that everybody thought was the heir apparent, the who's going to challenge the Kansas City Chiefs to keep us from a, a, a another run at the Super Bowl. And I think between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Bills, it was kind of 50-50 of which one of those teams were going to really challenge us all season long for that number one seed. And it hasn't been. It has not been a great year for the Buffalo Bills. Um, a lot of turnovers early in the season uh, by Josh Allen. Um, I mean, um, defensively not playing up to par, uh, having some injuries on the defensive side. They lost their number one cornerback really early in the season. They lost Milano, their number one linebacker, mm-hmm. very early in the season, all pro. Uh, you know what's going on with, with Von Miller and his off-the-field stuff. Um, so they, they, they've had all levels of their defense being affected, and then their offense just hasn't been able to make plays late in the game to win ball games. Uh, but that team comes in now back against the wall. So uh, what, what, what is your uh, thoughts about what's going to happen here on Sunday? 3.20 kickoff, I think, midday uh, here in Kansas City, uh, coming in the Arrowhead, G-E-H, G-E-H-A uh, field here at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, with our Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. So, you know, the Buffalo Bills, if we're talking about them in a playoff scenario, I mean, they've still got the Chiefs, the uh, the Dolphins, and Dallas, right? So three winning teams. It's going to be tough for them to get in, especially losing last week to the Philadelphia Eagles in overtime. Uh, another winning team. Um, listen, you you we can talk about this all we want, but they have what we consider an elite quarterback. Uh, there's not many of them. Um, now, has he been playing at an elite level? He kind of has, but he kind of hasn't, right? He's one of those tricky players where, you know, you 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 just – you look at him and, come on, Josh. Like, you know, if he's on your fantasy team, you're like, good gracious, man. Like, d- stop throwing four picks a game. Uh, but can beat you with his legs, can beat you with his arm, can beat you with – the many weapons he has on that offense. I mean, we're talking about, listen, the Diggs, Stephon, uh, Gabe Davis, King K to me, man, watch out. Like, this young man plays the tight end position and runs routes about as good as I've seen in a long time. Um, He's going to be a weapon for them for years to come, and he's growing into that now with Josh Allen where – you know, they had knocks before, but this guy's on a whole different level, I believe. So watch out for for Kincaid. I mean, he's going to be terrific. But, you know, I, I think this is a game where, you know, Mr. Mahomes and the crew say, look, we shouldn't have lost to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have a team coming in here that we can prove all doubters wrong. We can come in here, you know, beat Buffalo, get back on top, where people are going, okay, maybe they don't have a chink in their armor. They had a bad game last week. And I believe defensively, you know, we're missing a couple key guys, but we have enough that we can fill in and still be successful. Well, we're talking about who's left on our schedule. This is pretty much the last team who I think is going to even be a playoff team. Correct. Or playoff level, playoff caliber team that we are going to face. And so the one thing you don't want to do is, you know, you don't want to go roll into the playoffs playing a bunch of, you know, after playing cream puff, cream puffs, you know, teams that are, you know, sub 500 and then think you're going to just ramp it up uh, a first week of the playoffs and now you're playing a playoff quality team. Sure. You want to be playing your best ball late in December and rolling into January. And so I think that, you know, if we look at it, this is going to be our chance to, like you said, 
not only prove to everybody else, but I think it's sometimes you got to prove it to yourself. That's right. So there's going to be some guys in that locker room on our sidelines that we got to prove to ourselves that we can pretty much play against anybody at a high level. So uh, that's going to be the first uh, segment of the show. Once again, uh, this is the process uh, where the process matters way more than the pro- product and what it produced. Matt, listen, I, I fumbled flag on the field. I got I, I to say, I didn't even knelt, man. You know what? The McGinnis Group is our title sponsor. And it's, I'm ashamed because guess what? I work for the McGinnis Group. Uh, we specialize in, in health benefits packages. Uh, we do 401ks. Um, we work with all the uh, the, 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 the big uh, insurance companies to provide you the best healthcare packages provi- um, possible. So if you're a business here in the Kansas City community or anywhere nationwide, reach out to the McGinnis Group. Uh, you have Sonny, Scott, Matt, McGinnis, uh, anybody in our office, and we'll get a producer over to your to, to your business to look at your portfolio and understand how your coverages work and explain them to you. Because we 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 uh, have developed this team strategy. T-E-A-M, together everyone achieves more. So make sure that someone at the McGinnis Group has the opportunity to look at your package, your goals in, for the future and make that possible. So again, we're going to uh, jump back into this in the second segment. This is the process where the process matters so much more than what it produces. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered straight to your door. Spend your time this holiday season shopping for gifts and sipping cocoa, not stuck in the checkout line. Sign up for HelloFresh and get everything you need to whip up a fresh, tasty meal delivered to your door. Just choose your recipes, select the delivery date, and relax knowing dinner is on the way. You can make hosting this holiday season a joy rather than a hassle with the help of HelloFresh Market. From crowd-pleasing charcuterie boards to photo-worthy desserts, it's easy to add these party pleasers to your weekly order, saving you so much time. With how easy HelloFresh makes it with all the ingredients, it can also be an opportunity to cook with your family during this season and make things fun with your family. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree and use code KCSNFree for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree with code KCSNFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a time of great joy and celebration, but it can also bring extra added stress to your life. Whether that's stress from traveling, stress from spending time with family, or financial stress, it can be a time of ups and downs this time of season during the holidays. This time of year, you might be spending a lot of time thinking about others, getting gifts for your family or friends, but it can also be the right time for you to think about yourself as well. That could mean going easy on yourself in tough moments. A great option to help yourself through tough times this holiday season could be therapy. It can help you talk through tough times in your life. It can help you prepare emotionally for things you might experience in your life and help keep you grounded during what could be a stressful holiday season. It can be helpful in learning positive coping skills or how to set boundaries, and it can empower you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash KCSN for 10% off your first month. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to The Process, where the process is greater than the product. Uh, again, man, Tia linebacker, Sean Barber. Got my man here, Billy Baber. Uh, we're going to jump right into what's going on right now in the NFL. Um, a situation has come uh, in recent weeks where we're going to see a week 14 starting lineup where specifically in the AFC, Billy, there are going to be nine of the 16 teams starting a quarterback that they didn't start week one. When you talk about the attrition uh, availability being one of the best abilities. There are so many teams in the AFC now that are not currently lighting up at the single most position, the most important position on that field, that quarterback position. We got the Pats, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Tennessee, Cincinnati, the Jets, J-E-T-S Jets, the Raiders, and the Jags planning on starting somebody different than they started week one. Um, of those teams, I think we feel like um, the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Jake Browning has showed to be uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so we we saw him uh, win Monday Night Football, uh, take an overtime win against the Jaguars, um, and then uh, we got Thursday Night Football. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Patriots, backup against backup, Zappy versus Miss Trubisky. I mean. It's going to be some tough football to watch and stomach in the AFC when you have all of these backups playing the quarterback position. Well, you know, and uh, Zach Wilson just got named the starter again for the New York Jets. So, Zach uh, Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Zach Wilson is starting this week. Zach Wilson is back starting for the New York Jets. For the New York Jets. That's correct, sir. Okay. Uh, so, you know, some of these guys are out by injury. Um, you know, we're talking – the, the Bengals, you know, the Browns, uh, the Colts. But some of these guys are out because, the, you know, the starting quarterback play was bad. Uh, when we talk about the Jets, who's now gone through three of them, when we talk about uh, the Patriots, where I don't know if they have a quarterback on the roster. Jack Jones. I mean, it doesn't matter. You can play you the one. Uh, some of these, you know, you get a situation like Pickett where he wasn't playing great. And I'm not sure Trubisky can play much worse. So, 
you know, but the ones who've gotten hurt, that's a whole different deal. I mean, the Trevor Lawrence deal last week, you know, that's a sad case when you're talking about a team that, you know, they were fighting for the number one position. Right now, um, they're, number, they're in the fourth spot right now in the AFC. But the, no. they, they are getting a home game in the playoffs, and they just lost their quarterback for a few years. And that's it. And they got C.J. Beathard backing him up. So, I mean, you know, with the mix of quarterback play being bad, uh, some of these unfortunate injuries to some of our superstars like Burrow, um, you know, it's you, – you think you're lucky stars every week that you get to turn on the TV and watch Mr. Patrick Mahomes play. Uh, no matter what you think is better, there ain't. He's the best in the league, and we get to watch him every Sunday. Yeah, win, lose, or draw, I think that when it comes down to the AFC, when it comes to who is going to move on in the playoffs, um, I probably look at that Texans team right now. They're the eight seed. They're probably going to end up winning the South and being that four seed when it comes to the end of it. Uh, CJ Stroud has been playing like you know pretty pretty good ball over the last few weeks. I think Houston is starting to feel. Kind of, kind of feel out, getting a little better sense of their head coach, D'Amico Ryan's. They're starting to emulate him, his grittiness, his toughness, and you're seeing that play itself out on the field. So when it when it comes to that, I think that you're going to see that you know, uh, two in the Dolphins. You're going to see Lamar with the Ravens, us with the Chiefs, um, C.J. Stroud with the Texans, and, and pretty much after that, that's going to be the four teams that have a quarterback that you could see representing the AFC going deep in the playoffs. Um, and then we turn to the NFC. I mean, this is it, it might be a, a two-horse trace now. I mean, it might be just uh, San Fran and then, I mean, you flip a coin between the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Lions. But, I mean, the way the San Fran is playing, man, it, it's it's Trent Williams, it's Debo Samuel, it's uh, Ayuk, it's Kittles, um, uh, CMC, that running game. And you could put almost any uh, high-level, high-school college quarterback at that position when those guys are feeling and that running game gets going. I mean, he's throwing the ball for slant routes that are going 70 yards. Um, and, and it's hard to beat a team playing that way. So with that, man, we're going to go from from uh, the pros in the playoffs and we're going to jump into college real quick. So college playoffs, the selection crew. Uh, listen, my man Will Shields, he's part of the selection crew. Uh, Coach Joe Taylor a legacy at Hampton University. He's a part of the the, the, the selection crew. I would not have wanted on my worst day be a part of the selection crew. They had to figure out which four teams were going to end up in the four spots for the NCAA uh, playoff. We have number one seed Michigan. We have the number two seed WashU. We have the number three seed Texas and the number four seed Alabama. They're going to go head to head, play each other to see who wins. But what do we say about the teams that didn't make the cut? What do we say about the Florida States undefeated in the ACC? Uh, the Georgias, who have lost one game in 30, 30 games, 29-1, and one, just so happened that one loss was in the uh, SEC championship to, to Alabama. And what do we say to Oregon? What do we say to Ohio State? Um, I mean, there are so many deserving teams that, it was almost a sin for this year not to be the year that we at least went to eight teams, but we're going to jump to 12 after this year. What do you think about, I mean, and we can focus on that FSU not making it. I'm going to talk about my FSU Seminoles. I'm an ACC guy, playing on the ACC at the University of Virginia. Um, yeah, this was criminal. Um, when a team in a Power Five goes undefeated, uh, when a team, I, I don't think that's ever happened before. I could be wrong. History. 
First time in the history that a team in a power five goes undefeated and doesn't get in. The third string quarterback was playing last week. So don't give me, you know, their starters out. The second string was doing an adequate job. Mm -hmm. We could win with him. But to punish those kids, I mean, their defense was terrific. Uh, a conference that went six and four against the SEC. Yep. So you want to put another SEC team in that got a loss. I know it's Mr. Nick Saban. I get it. The man's got a crimson blazer, and when he speaks, people listen. But you got to give some credit to Florida State. The fact that they finished this season and go undefeated, I don't care what it's in. That is a tough task because every week you're getting everybody's best shot. Um, I think the only thing it's going to do is, you know, there's been rumblings about Florida State and ACC. There's been rumblings about Clemson. I think, you know, Florida State's looking and say, look, the only reason why we didn't get in is because we played the ACC. And I, I don't think that's right. I think they really messed this up. I don't know how they did. I don't know how they sat in that room and said, look, we cannot put the Florida State Seminoles in this playoff. I think it's something where whoever made this decision, uh, they need to look in the mirror, man, because they, about 100 kids uh, got cheated. And uh, I feel really bad for them because they're never going to get it back. Um, I know people talk about University of Texas and their historic, their, uh, the history of the UT program, all the, obviously, we, you know, Derek Johnson and Jamal Charles and a bunch of other guys that went to UT. And it's a storied program, Alabama, right? Uh, number of national championships. They've been uh, part of this Final Four almost every other year. Um, and winning the SEC is a, is a crown in itself. I, I think when you look at those two teams, both of those teams had losses. They had a week in the, in, in the, in the season where they were not you, – you can say it was a bad week. They won on their A game. Um, uh, Texas lost in overtime. So you can make all those excuses. The one thing you can't say about Florida State is – Everybody who they played against, they ended up walking off the field being the better team. That's correct. But those 12 weeks or however many weeks of the season, they did what they had to do to end the year unblemished. They're a part of the ACC, which is not, not, it's not, a, it's not, it's not a, a program or a conference that doesn't deserve our respect. And so I think that when you start um, using excuses and, and reasons of the quarterback being hurt, then that, I mean, it lessens the value of the complete team. There's a complete team that has uh, backups that have to come in and play. There's teams that have played without head coaches or played without um, significant wide receivers or running backs. I mean, everybody, you're a player, but you're part of a team. And the wins and losses are team wins and losses. And to penalize Florida State because one player, be it the quarterback, but one player gets hurt, and now you're going to take away that team's opportunity to go fight and prove it on the field. If they get blow out, bl blown out by uh, Washington in the first round, so yeah. be it. If they was to play against Michigan and get blown out, so be it. But you have to give them the opportunity to lose a game because guess what? Alabama and Texas both had that same opportunity and they lost. So they had, they can complain all they want about the conference they're in or you know, Texas can say, well, we won the Big 12 and we, we only lost we beat Alabama, but all of those are, but you lost. You have your, your record is not unblemished. So to me, it should have came down to a Florida state taking the four seed, maybe yep. then between Alabama and uh, Texas, Texas, Texas beat Alabama. Yep. So it, this is, this was a no brainer if there's ever been one. And the fact that 
Florida State goes in the ACC championship and holds Louisville to six points. Yep. I it doesn't nobody on their defense is hurt, and we're talking about in the ACC championship game against the top ten team in Louisville. And they win this game with their third-string quarterback. Their second-string quarterback is going to be back, would be back. This is criminal, man, and uh, they should be ashamed of themselves because a lot of young men will never get this opportunity again. Yeah, and you're punishing the team for something that is obviously just a subjective group of guys with no they, – they don't have to account to the reasons why they made the, the, the decision. Mm-hmm. They just make the decision and move on, and they say, well, we, we, we have a reason. It's because Florida State quarterback is hurt, but that still doesn't – show why they moved because they were they were number four before the game started so you had to make a reason to bump them back and handle business it, again you had to make a reason to bump them back which they won the game so there's no reason for them to be moved back no. there's no reason for two teams to jump ahead of them that's correct uh, when it comes down to it so and that's you know obviously college means a lot to us because college feeds into the pros uh but, but guess what what feeds into college uh we talked about alabama we talked about the crimson coat we talked about the crimson blazer there was Actually, in town here in Kansas City, yes, it was um, up at Liberty North to visit one of the kids. Before we talk about that young man, let's talk about the Simone Awards. I think earlier today you had a chance to uh, go go see the presentation. We have a number of kids from the Kansas City area that uh, won some major awards here. When you talk about the game of football, that's right. Yeah, uh, Dylan Dunn um, was the Simone Award winner. Um, young man from Blue Valley Southwest High School, where my kids go to school. I've watched him play. Uh, he's a terrific player with a bright future. Um, hasn't committed to where he wants to go play college yet, but, you know, anybody out there, I mean, looking for a terrific young man who is smart, understands the game, uh, fits the profile of what every pocket-passing quarterback fits. Uh, there's one available at Blue Valley Southwest High School. Uh, I watched that today. I also watched a man by the name of Melvin Lasser Lester went one more time. <laughs> this man is uh, Mr. Barber and I had a chance to sit down with him and another young man at Liberty uh, North High School, uh, Jay Sean Ross. And um, Mr. Saban that we're talking about was in the building yesterday looking for Mr. Ross. And we had a heart to heart with these young men uh, going into their senior years. And it was something where we just sat down to him and said, look, man, the opportunities are endless. Uh, and Laster wins the Buck Buchanan Award uh, for the third time. Um, just the, the the depth of play in Kansas City, when you're talking about these young men who are not only great players, but they're great people, uh, they're great student athletes, and they can, you know, promote our town. You know, th- th- these guys are big-time players, and I don't know whether you know it or not, but in the 6A championship game, uh, Andy Lehrman at Liberty North High School, they beat CBC in the submission. Uh, I've never been a part or watched a game where a team in the final game decided with four minutes left they had had enough. But that's exactly what happened. Oh, man. And there's another kid, um, Smith, one of our – Yeah, Keelan Smith from Liberty North. Uh, he was also up for the Otis Taylor Award, uh, Neil Smith's son. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of great – Guys, I mean, I, I saw them today, man. Uh, bigger, faster, stronger. I know what they're talking about because them young men, when they stood up, I, I sat down quickly. I was like, man, I want them looking at me. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. And, you know, that's a really good deal. If you ever get an opportunity 
to go to that Simone Awards. It's a great thing for Kansas City. Uh, our ambassadors, Sean, are involved in it, and uh, it's a really nice program. Anthony Simone and his family do a great job of putting on the Simone Awards every year. So they appreciate all the support our community gives them. And again, you're supporting high school athletics. You're supporting the future of the local colleges that are here in town and those college players become the pro players. So uh, again, it's a trickle down effect. So um, always support your local high school football, whether it's on Friday nights or through the Simone Awards or in any way with booster clubs for all these high schools love. They need the support from all the parents that are involved in the football team and program. And we're going to do our part as ambassadors to always make ourselves a piece of the puzzle. Just continue to be a, a presence and let the high school kids know how much we care about them and we enjoy their dedication, their heart, their commitment, their sacrifice. Because when we sat down and talked to Ross and we sat down and talked to uh, Melvin, that's what we talked to him about. That's right. Uh, overall, you got to commit yourself to something, whether it was weight loss, whether it was in the weight room, whether it was watching film, whether it was your overall conditioning. All of those things had to be part of the, the piece if you wanted to be uh, considered a, a a top D1 level athlete. And what we saw in his sophomore year has just, I mean, each year he's took a piece of that and became a master at it and, and raised his level up to an elite level um, to the point where, like you said, uh, he was one of the major reasons that I think that uh, CB, CBC team decided that, you know, late in the fourth quarter, uh, for their own safety, they should pretty much get off the field with this young man because he was a, uh, he was out there putting some lights out. Yes, he was. He was out there yes, putting some lights out. So we love the heart of that team. Obviously, congratulations to the Liberty North football team for all their great work and their hard season being a champion uh, when it comes to the high school football. So right after that, man, we're going to right now jump into the who, the where, the what, what's going on now. Like I said, man, listen, y'all know Billy Baby. Y'all know he's been in the community for a while. Entrepreneur owned his own company, but now he's got a new venture he's going to start. I'm going to let him explain that to you. Uh, my business partner and I, Mike Maslowski, you guys might know that name. We uh, played here and we started a company about 17 years ago, uh, Sporting Goods, and it was named MB2 Sports. Uh, as of Monday, uh, we were acquired by BSN Sports. Okay. Uh, this is your new avenue. If you want to get Adidas, Nike, Under Armour, anything else in between, uh, we can do it. But yeah, so that's what we've done. So y'all were like Blockbuster. Y'all was y'all, y'all had the corner. Y'all had the market cornered, and then Netflix came and said, "Hey, we we want you." That's that's so pretty the much future, the future is BS, BSN, BSN Sports. That's correct. So yeah. can they still contact you? Absolutely. Is your email the same? Is your number the same? All that phone number is the same. My email is bbaber at, at bsnsports.com, uh, and we can get you taken care of. Well, I know that uh, MB2 Sports has been phenomenal. Their service. They were excellent in their service. That was one of their, um, as far as the business, their models was the way they were going to be superior and elite in this area was to make uh, high school and, and, and these lo- uh, lower level colleges feel like we wanted to make every customer feel like they were the University of Kansas. You can see all that great apparel, KU, um, they're, uh, you know, Adidas go directly to them, but uh, there was a number of, of high school and uh, lower level colleges that felt just as appreciated, just as special as uh, Adidas made KU feel because of the work and effort of Billy Baber and Mike Maslowski with MB2 Sports, now have been acquired by BSN Sports. So you make sure to continue to give them your support, your love, your business. Um, like you say, if you're an area youth program, anything, any of your sports needs, reach out to Billy Baber, call him, connect with him. Uh, he does a phenomenal job of making sure that 
you are a part of his team. Like we talked about it, team together, everybody achieves more. Um, with that, man, we're gonna cut the short. Um, cut the show. We're gonna cut short the show because at the end of the day, man, the title sponsor, uh, the McGinnis Group. I got to get back to work. They need me. It's renewal season. We got to keep uh, earning this business so we can keep bringing you some great um, information about what's going on. So real quick recap of the show. The Chiefs, man, we lost to the Packers. The Chiefs are back against the wall when it comes, but we're playing against the Buffalo Bills team that has started their playoff clock already. We talked about college football. We talked about NFL playoffs. We talked about high school Simone Awards. So if you missed any of that, go back to the beginning of the show, rewatch it. Because we know at the end of the day, the process, the process, the process is always greater than what it produces. You all have a blessed day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Let's go Chiefs.